0: All of a sudden, from around that little corner, I see these neon green figures floating towards me.
1: And he said, what is that? And I moved the branch, and I looked, and it was this big, hairy something. It
2: was the weirdest feeling, and I just was like, I just want to get out of here. It was so
0: real to me, and nobody believed me. She started saying, I don't want to go upstairs because of the ghost sis. The ghost sis are up there.
1: So that is my ghost
2: story.
3: Welcome to Haunted AF. This is the podcast that's all about real life ghost stories told by the people who experience them. We are your hosts. I'm Julie Fisk. I'm Rebecca Black. And we're taking a little bit of a break right now. Mm -hmm. We're going to be back in mid-July with season two. Yeah, season two, stories. Exactly. Oh, and make sure you're sending your ghost stories to us. Get them that email address again. HauntedAFpodcast at gmail.com. But since we're taking a little bit of time off, we thought we would go back and focus on some of our favorite stories along the way, and we thought this time we'd make it all about you. These are the emails and ghost stories that you've sent to us.
1: Okay, my name is Sherry Whitaker. My story started about three years ago when I was cleaning the officer's quarters at Fort Richardson. There was a legend that the officer there did not like the sound of women's voices. So whenever his officers would bring their wives or anything, he would always excuse the women to leave because he didn't like the sound of their voice while I was in there alone sweeping out and cleaning the officers quarters getting ready for an event And I was singing and talking and about the time I opened the back door to sweep out the dirt, I felt two hands in the middle of my back and I went flying out the back door in broad daylight right in front of people and hit the porch and broke my foot. So when I got up and they were helping me, one of the people said, he doesn't like the sound of women's voices. And I truly believe that because I am not going back in there alone and I'm not going back in there and talk. So this
3: story comes from Brandy. She says, in about 2004, my boyfriend at the time and I moved into a new apartment, which had been an old tavern. It was this really cool looking place, exposed wooden beams, and it just had this amazing rustic feel to it. We found out from the landlord that this building, the original parts of it anyway, had been around since the American Revolution and that the basement had been a secret meeting place during that time. I was in college at the time and most evenings I was upstairs doing homework while my ex was downstairs playing Xbox. About a month after we moved in, I was upstairs as usual and I heard him call me. So I yelled down asking what he wanted. He didn't answer, so I went back to work. A few minutes later, he calls my name again and then again. And when I yelled down, he wouldn't answer me. Finally, the third time he called down and I went downstairs to ask him what the f*** he wanted. I was annoyed at this point. He looked at me like I had eight heads and said he hadn't been calling me and that he hadn't said anything. I thought he was playing some weird prank, so I blew it off. Unfortunately, this started happening fairly regularly. I would hear him call me and he wouldn't hear me yell back at least five times in the six months I lived there. What? When our relationship finally failed, I let him keep the apartment and started searching for a place of my own. I was back upstairs one night doing homework again when I heard him call me from downstairs. I was 1000% done with this lame ass joke and I immediately ran downstairs to pick one hell of a fight. Don't judge me. We've all been there. That's what she says. <laughs> when I got downstairs, he was nowhere to be found. I looked outside, and his car wasn't there. <gasps> I called his desk at work, oh. and he answered immediately. His work was 20 minutes away. It physically could not have been him. I called my dad at that moment and asked if I could stay in his spare room, and I packed my bags, left that night, and never looked back. Oh, Woo! my gosh. Dude, what a
4: jerk goes Like, I right now. Right She's like, what? He's like, (laughs) (laughs) that ghost broke up their relationship. He really did. I blame him. All right, so I've got an email from Jody here. She said, my dad passed away in 1990 after a short battle with cancer. He died at home in his own bed. After he passed, I moved back home to keep my mom company. How sweet. Yeah. About a month after, I was in the kitchen getting something from the fridge. As I turned away, I looked down the hallway that leads to the bedrooms and saw my dad. He walked out of his room and then went across the hall to another bedroom. I did a double take and he was gone. So I thought I was imagining it. Well, about another month after that, the same thing happened. The odd part is both times he looked like he did when he died, very thin, wearing a cardigan and using a walker. I never saw him again and never told anyone about it until two years ago. We were at a family gathering and I told everyone what I saw. My mom then said, I saw that exact same thing after he died. I couldn't believe it. Neither of us had seen him since, which was a good thing. I feel he's since moved on into a better place. And that's my ghost story. Oh, Oh,
3: poor dad with his little walker. It breaks my heart but I do you think it's sweet it's like he was like checking up on them yeah. maybe. um so this one comes from Anita she says hi I'm loving your podcast here's my sister's creepy story which ends with sort of a moral about 20 years ago my sister was living in Colorado during her time there she had a few friends commit suicide and then my granddad died that's when she decided she wanted to be open to being contacted by spirits so she started reading a book about opening up and connecting with people in the afterlife this just sounds like a bad idea to be with. Right. During that time, another person she knew committed suicide. Some friends were cleaning out his condo and told her to come over and get anything if she wanted something as like a remembrance of him. She took one of the shirts that he always wore and then went home and hung it on her bedroom door. That night, she woke up in the middle of the night and looked at the wall across from her bed and saw this really evil, demonic, <gasps> scary face on the wall. She was kind of freaked out, but realized it was just the shadow of the shirt hanging nearby. So she gets up, throws the shirt out in the hallway, gets back in bed. Then she looks at the wall again and the face was <gasps> there. (gasps) Shut up. Yeah. So she jumps out of bed, grabs her, throws it outside. She comes back and the face is gone. And then she just stopped trying to conduct or contact spirits after that. But she says, when I told the story to my husband, he said, quote, you can open yourself up to being contacted by spirits, but that doesn't mean you Mm -hmm. get to choose who contacts you Mm -hmm. mainly because they could be demons. Yeah.
4: It sounds fun because it sounds like you want to hang out with your friends, but it's not always the case.
3: Yeah. I love that though. And she even said she had been worried about us lately with, um, All of the talking about talking to ghosts and
4: everything and oh. what it meant. I don't, don't look at me like that kind of worries me, too. Don't put that on us! (laughs) Come on! Do we have time for another one real quick? Yes. Okay, so my name is Matt from Minnesota, and I just wanted to say I love the show. Oh, thanks, thanks, Matt. I also wanted to share my experience. If one of you can read it for me, that's what we're doing. Yeah, (laughs) That's what happens when you read verbatim there. Uh, My my dad passed away four months ago at the age of 57. The two days before he died, I would have vivid dreams where he and I would sit and have conversations. Oh. Like he was sorry that he never made it to see my youngest son born, etc. The strange part is that my Dad was so sedated that he couldn't speak and could hardly move without help. Even weirder still was the night before he passed, I had a dream that he and I were in my childhood home making lefsa. What's mm-hmm. lefsa? Do you know what that is? It explains. Oh, which <laughs> which we had done every year before Christmas. I woke up at about 4 a.m. with the smell of hot flour and warm potato traveling through my house like it did during our time together. Oh, and at 530, an hour and a half later, it just stopped. Just minutes after my mom called saying that my dad had died the morning at 530. <gasps> oh. Oh that was sad. That was him. Isn't that sad? <sighs> I love that story. And then he also referred back to episode 12 and said, uh, we had a gentleman from the Philippines who said there were, um, there, there's a story how spirits walk the earth before they die. I think they can also visit the dreams of loved ones to say their final goodbyes. Dude, I believe that too. And you have a story I like that, do. don't My you? I My granddad, I was on vacation in Costa Rica. I went to visit him before I left and I said, "I said, Papal, I'm going out of town. Like, please wait on me. Don't go. Just wait on me because I want to be able to be here and say goodbye and say I love you and all that kind of stuff. And he came to me while I was in Costa Rica and was like, hey, I know you came by, so don't worry about me. Came to you in a dream. Came to me in a dream and said, don't worry about me. I know you came by. I know you were there. And oh like, God. I woke up crying and like lost it. And as soon as I landed back in Florida, where I had cell phone service again from Costa Rica, my phone was blowing up saying that they had put my papa on like hospice and that it was any day now. Right. And like, I literally made it back and t- 10 days later he passed away.
0: Uh, hi, Julie. Hi, Rebecca. RJ from Facebook. I'm your listener from the Philippines. I love his voice. Uh, please excuse how slow Oh, I am in speaking because uh, English isn't my native tongue but I'm I'm gonna give it a try anyway and if there are noises around me uh, it's just because there are dogs all over the neighborhood <laughs> and sometimes they just make noise this story happened around 2012 2013 I think so it was summer my entire family was cleaning the house or general cleaning is how we call it the entire house got messy there was dust everywhere and there was only one one room that was that was clean my parents bedroom sorry about the dogs my (laughs) parents bedroom so we all agreed that that night, after cleaning the entire house, we were gonna sleep there. The entire family was gonna sleep there. Uh, let me tell you guys, I, I usually hate sleeping in the master's bedroom because there's just something not right about the room. I was on the side of the bedroom where it was facing the ba- bathroom door and the painting. I woke up at two in the morning, it Was it two or three, it didn't matter, but it was at the dead of night. I was facing the the, pic- the thing in the picture frame. And what I saw, I think I saw a vision because what I saw inside was it looked like a prison cell. And there was a man inside, I didn't see his face. There was a man inside and then a a fire happened. There was fire inside it and then the man burned. He was holding the bars, he was begging for help. I I can still hear his voice. He was begging for help, he was yelling, please help me, please help me, no one's helping me, I gotta get out, please help me get out, I'm gonna die. And then the vision stopped and I didn't question it. So of course, I just went back to say, okay, I'm tired. I don't care. I'm going to sleep. Morning came, and then my dad was already having coffee downstairs. I said, hey, dad, good morning. Yeah, what's going on? You're having breakfast, all right? And then dad said, did you see that guy behind you? I'm like, don't, don't mess with me, man. Don't, don't do this. <laughs> Wait. So naturally, I turned around to the staircase where I walked from, and uh, Dad said, there was a man walking right past you. He was burning, and not only he was, bur- he was not only burning, he was charred, like his skin was peeling off like burning leaves, like, <gasps> like a forest fire. Right. He looked like a, a walking piece of burning charcoal. <laughs> That's what my dad said. And he said, you didn't see that? And I said, no, I didn't see that. I just woke up. And then my brain started, you know, it, it started functioning, actually functioning. And I thought, oh, crap. I told my dad, <laughs> exactly. it's not the same guy. I'm going to tell you what I saw last night. And then that was that. We had breakfast. We told each other what happened. But then there's the big but. Two to three days after that, my friend's uncle died in a fire he was trapped inside and he couldn't get out. That's, that's what the, the, the dude was, it's strange. And just a, like a, a final word to this recording, maybe you, could, you guys could look into something that our elderly say here in the Philippines where they would say two to three days before someone dies, their spirit is going to start walking the earth. <laughs> it's start, just going to start wondering, could it be a myth? Could it be because my dad and I kind of confirmed it through our experience. So I guess that's it, guys. Thanks a lot. And thanks for, for being welcoming of me. So
5: about seven or eight years ago, my older sister and I, we were both in college at the time, were house-sitting for some friends of the family. They have a very big house. It's not that old. I want to say must have been like 20 years old. A nice house. And just a little background story on their family. Their grandson drowned when he was four years old. We actually met them weeks after that accident. Anyway, that's just... Just a little fact to know about them. So my sister and I are house-sitting. It's uh, nighttime. We're in the room that was above the garage. That's where we were sleeping. And uh, we're just in bed getting ready to go to sleep. And we were just talking. And the dogs sleep in the garage. So they're in the room below us. And all of a sudden, we hear the... There's three of them, three dogs. We hear all of them start barking all together. And at the same time, we hear like a little kid laughing. And this happens. And we just kind of look at each other, kind of just concerned, like, is that really happening? And it kept going for, I want to say, 30 seconds. And we're just staring at each other because it's just the little kid laughing and the dogs barking nonstop. So, like I said, 30 seconds pass and then the little kid laughter goes away and the dogs stop barking, like, at the same time. And we just look at each other. And obviously, with the history of this family, it was creepy. We just look at each other and kind of, like, cover our heads with a blanket, just kind of, like, terrified. And we just, just like, what? I don't even think we said anything or just kind of said like, uh, goodnight? Like, I don't I don't remember talking about it. Maybe we freaked out a little, but that was it. And I feel like we never really talked about it until years later. I just kind of asked her, like, hey, do you remember when this happened? Yeah, we just kind of looked back on it and it's definitely like a creepy story. Nothing else happened. That's the only first-hand, I guess, paranormal activity I've ever had. Anyway, love your podcast. Thanks for having me. Bye!
2: Okay, so my sister and I went on a ghost investigation at the Ohio State Penitentiary. We went with the people that are from that show on TV, the sci-fi show, and um, it was actually fun, but there were way too many people there. This is the place that the Shawshank Redemption was filmed at, so really there were about probably 150 people there, 200, and my feeling is, you know what, ghosts are not going to come out when there's so many people roaming around. Now my sister and I have done some small independent investigating and have had phenomenal results on our voice recorder as well as our EMF detector. Yes I know we're so geeky but anyway we walked around with our equipment from 10 o'clock at night till two o'clock in the morning and got absolutely nothing. My battery was almost dead in my EMF detector. We went to one of the guys and said well we're you know we're just we're probably going to leave and is there anything else we should see and he said well if you wanted to go you could go in the basement which they've just recently opened back up for investigations and he said but just be careful down there if you go down there it's dark and there's a lot of tunnels so just know what you're getting into so we thought well if I have to are walk, walking around for four hours we might as well just go check it out so first we go and we're heading down the stairs we just opened the door just to get down the stairs the door is super heavy and it keeps closing on us So it was like that's mm, that's not a good sign I don't like that but anyway so here we go we start going down the stairs I'm in the front my sister's behind me I'm walking down the stairs really slow creaking one at a time one at a time and there was only there was another couple down there and they come upstairs so she says oh there's nothing down here we've been down here for 20 minutes so we're like oh yeah whatever she was kind of an annoying woman who was in one of the groups before so I just kind of dismissed it so they walk upstairs and so my sister and I are are the only ones down there and it is really dark there's just a, like a couple of bear hanging bulbs so we're kind of like scooby-doing it and like think think going down the stairs and I'm in the front I get to the bottom step and I'm like I'm not walking down there until I can kind of see what's going on down there keep in mind my equipment was almost dead I had like no lights because it has like five lights that goes off when energy comes near it it was just about dead. There was practically no light to it at all. So we're standing there and I'm peering, we're peering around the corner, kind of scoping the place out. Do we want to go any further? Do we not want to? When all of a sudden, my meet, my K2 meter, every light lights up, every hair on my body stood up. Something either went on me, through me, in me, it was the creepiest, scariest thing I've ever been to. And I turned to my sister, and I said, Let's get out of here. And we flew up the stairs. And to this day, I regret not staying down there or going and getting somebody else to come with us. But oh my god, it was the scariest thing I've ever been through in my life. So, anyway, that is my ghost story.
4: We just got an email. We just got, like, please, <laughs> <blues>. please, no, no, <laughs> no. Also, reminder that you can actually email us if if You'd like. If you're too afraid to voice memo or tell us your story on the actual podcast, you can email us at hauntedaf. Yes. And if you're ner- Gmail. If you, com.
3: if you want to do it like um, anonymously, too. Yeah, totally.
4: We will accept that. You do yeah. not have to give your name at all. Anyways, we just got an email from uh, Alex, and here's what he has to say. And this actually happened at Bishop Dunn High School, which is right here in DFW. Yeah. He says, I have a spooky ghost story to tell. I went to Bishop Dunn High School where I was in the band, and one night after the football game, we were waiting for kids' parents to be picked up after the game or waiting on the parents to pick them up. There was this guy that came in from the outside and the other door going to the rest. See, this is the problem with reading.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: okay. <laughs> okay, so apparently there was this guy that came in from the outside, okay, where all the kids were, right? Okay. But the doors on the actual band hall, I guess, were locked so they don't really know where this guy is coming from he's coming from locked doors right right and the band director says sir you know those doors are locked you can't go in there and then when he went around to the other door the guy disappears really yeah obviously couldn't go inside because the doors are locked right but the guy just vanishes basically in thin air he says the band director went in on monday morning started going through the yearbooks and saw this guy's picture in one of them and then starts asking about him and says hey we saw this guy on friday night he kept trying to get into the band hall apparently the i guess the school secretary was like um yeah that guy passed away he was a priest I guess, is Bishop John a Catholic school? I think so, yeah. Okay, so he was a priest that had worked in the school and had died in his office the Friday before. What? Yeah. So he had died recently and he was just still hanging out at the school? Yes, he <gasps> died on that Friday and I guess was hanging out after the football game. That's creepy. Yeah. All right, guys, remember to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever your favorite platform is. Also, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, and Instagram. Did you like the way I said? Twitter? Twitter? Twitter. <laughs> Thanks to our
3: board op Ziggy Becker and to Andrew Mamaliga for our theme song, and also to On Air Media for their titles and technical support.
4: And of course, we gotta thank you for listening to Haunted AF. By the way, Julie, if I die first, I'm coming back to haunt you, baby. Oh,
3: <laughs> I'll come back and haunt you too, Rebecca. Ah!